0: This network is proud to present, Star Wars Off The Record. Hey everybody, welcome back to Star Wars Off The Record for Episode 3, Revenge of the Forney.
1: Star Wars Off the Record is brought to you in part by Doghouse Systems. DoghouseSystems.com, the best in computer gaming rigs and customer service. Plug in the code "Off the Record" all one word, to receive your gaming rig with double
0: the RAM. That's DoghouseSystems.com. Hey everybody, I am Joe the Sage Wilson, first chair and host of this nice little show called Star Wars Off the Record. Well, I, I hope it's nice anyway. Um, joining me... As always, Mister Ivarwin, not a wookie.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's going on? I'm Ivarwin, the Guardian Tank Jedi. Can I, can I say that? Is that okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Um, all right. And our third chair, Master of the Force and Lore Master Extraordinaire, Yul-Migda. Yo Mike Da. Yo. Yeah. And That's a- all I got. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> and fourth chair, coming in last but definitely least, Lewis Skyflocker.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone. Hello Joe, Mike Marwin. Greetings to everyone in the chat room. Glad you keep make it here tonight. Looking forward thinking, to a great show.
4: <laughs> I, was, I was thinking it was more like Lewis, no life.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How'd you kill
0: that if it has no life? The lightsaber of a thousand <laughs> truths. <laughs>
1: Now come on, he has wa- he's racked up more Womp Rat kills out in Tatooine than
3: any of us combined. Don't judge me, my T16. Come on now.
4: Than any of the 90% of people on Star Wars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: yes, 18 level 50s.
0: Oh, well, that was a fun intro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't well, hate. Don't hate. I actually gonna do things differently. I'm actually going go in order of our notes. <laughs> wow. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. It's a bad joke. Stop. <laughs> so I found out this week that Jedis can get married. Can they? Yeah, my Jedi Sage married Nadia, his cute little companion. Did you take any uh, Dark Side points for doing that? Not at all. Because I got no. I chose the option to keep it secret. Oh. Oh, okay. Eh,
3: yeah, see? And just in case, folks, spoiler for that, in case you didn't want to know, you could do that.
0: <laughs> eh, screw it they'll figure it out (laughs) every guy and and their grandmother is trying to get on with their their companions come on (laughs) sorry anyway nadia's uh your padawan right yes she is she's the sixth companion for the sage yeah it was actually a really really cool side story and because she's my last my last companion they go up 102 points every time you do something they like so i got her up Really really far. I would go out and did a planet and I'd come back because I was I figured out how to use her as a DPS with me doing the trash So we would just like wipe out every group of trash possible really quick I just can't use her on on any of the elites because the elites just kind of kick her butt really quick and then mine So I've not used. I used her a lot and got her points up quite far By the time I got back to my ship after completing a planet. I had literally seven quests with her seven conversations with her I had to go through so I did all of those and it, it, I got to see the story really, really quickly. It wasn't like one of those drawn out story sequences with your like with your first um, companion you gate it only goes up fifteen every time you do something right. good. And by the time I got down with that, she was she wanted to have um, you know, play a little bit of hide the Wookiee in the on the bed. But my guy was playing, you know, playing with all the righteous Only when you are ready, dear Padawan. She said, Oh, you're a wise master. Um, so we went, I did another planet, halfway through the planet, and then I noticed that she wanted to talk to me, and I was like, ooh, ooh, maybe I can get some! So I went back to my ship. I didn't realize
1: they made Wookiees small enough to hide.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just wondering. <laughs> just those thoughts. Uh, hide the Ewok? Uh, hide the Jawa? Hide <laughs>
1: the
0: Bury the Jawa? Bury the Jawa. Sorry, I'm derailing you. Sorry, is yeah. stupid. <laughs> Bury the Saber. Uh, so... I went back to my starship and had another three, and it wound up where we did go play Hide the Saber, and then then she wanted to get married, and then I said, well, I wanted to be kind of private about it, and then she's like, okay, well, I want to use the wedding ritual for my people, which is very private, you and me, so we did that thing, and we're married, and I thought that was really, really cool, and as soon as I finished that, I maxed out with 10,000 points with her. Wow. Damn! So I thought that wow. was really awesome. I love that story. I mean, the, the way she talked to me about developing as a Padawan and how you know she can sense me through the forest and all that kind of stuff was really, really cool. I actually every little story in this game gets me like, ooh, what's next? Even with my companions, it's I like doing the companion quest. So when you get a companion that wants to talk to you guys, uh, I believe before you get your ship, you have to go to a um, cantina to talk to them. But when you get your ship, they want to talk to you on your ship. Yeah. So you go to your ship and you you talk to them and they even take you. They'll even have you do quests with them. Like I know my lizard dude. I had to go see his father's remains on Tatooine. So I had to fight an elite that was my level and all that stuff. It was it's really cool stuff. So anyway, <laughs> I hit level 49 on my character and I did a lot of PvP yesterday, a lot, to the point where I decided that I had so much fun doing it. I'm gonna level from 49 to 50 doing PvP only, and I'm going to. Uh, do the storyline after that. And what I want to know, guys, is do you get extra credits for doing quests after 50, not getting
3: XP? No. Um, all I've received is just XP towards Legacy. That's about it. Is it at so. least extra experience towards Legacy? Mm, no, it's it's still that percentage that you get from doing quests normally. You mm. don't have to say, like, you earn a quest that gives you, like, 9k XP, then you're only going to get, like, maybe 1,000 or so. Okay. You know, Legacy XP, it, it's the same. It'll scale. Okay. So.
1: So it's not like extra credits on top of it, or it's just the legacy stuff?
3: Yeah, it's just legacy stuff now. It's just going to be applied towards legacy XP. Well, That kind of stinks. No,
0: right now, Duh! I mean, can't do anything with it. But uh, that's all right. I mean, I am broke. I, I Ever since level 40 and I had to go buy my speeder right away, I have been broke. Uh, so I did PvP, and I got into a pre-made with three other guys inviting me to join them. We were two level 48s and two level 49s. And we went 5-0. and and I got three unbeatables. Is when you're doing PvP, if you don't, if you kill so many people without getting killed, you get the un, it'll say you are now unbeatable. I, I love it. It makes me all giddy. You get extra valor, all that good stuff. So I got that three times and announced that to everybody. And even when you're in Imperial fighting it's me, it says Widget is now unbeatable, where it says you know enemies unbeatable, <laughs> but it says my name. The unbeatable Widget. <laughs> the unbeatable Widget. And I got it, I got voted MVP on Hutball I was above everybody, and it was so much fun. Uh, Airport, shout out to you, man. He was the group leader, and it was just awesome. He threw out strategies, and we did them to a T, and it was a blast. Uh, Second thing is I know exactly what my second tune's going to be. I know because I was out looking at companions that each character got, and I noticed that a certain class gets a certain companion that I went – literally I had a nerdgasm about. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You were online, weren't you, when I did that? When I found out? I think so. Well, anyone who was in, in our, our guild's mumble server. We have a mumble server for both guilds. That's the same mumble server, so we're talking to both sides of the guilds. Yeah. And it's pretty fun stuff. I mean, Come join us in our guilds, guys. Come on, Juyo server. Devotion and Betrayal. Um, I had to throw that in there. But I found that a certain class called a Bounty Hunter... It's a certain little tank companion that got me so giddy. I was nerd me during it. They get a Jawa. That's pretty cool. My second favorite race in all of Star Wars lore is the Jawas. I don't know something about them. The little glowy eyes, the little robes. I just want to go grab them and snuggle them and squeeze them and hold them tight. Um, (laughs) But I found out he also also packs a rocket launcher. And to me, that mental image is too hilarious to not have. I got to do it. So the Jawa ends up being a tank for you. Yeah. How B.A. is that? That's pretty awesome. <laughs> i got to admit, that's pretty awesome. I noticed something about this game that actually kind of pissed me off a little bit. There are no Ewoks. Well, not as of yet. As of yet. I'm really hoping that the Moon of Endor comes into the expansion or a patch later on because I love Ewoks. They are my favorite race. I'm one of the few people in the world that says this, but I love Ewoks. Do we,
1: do we know, Lou or Mike, do we know what um, what Endor
0: revolves around? Why it's a what it's a moon for? What planet? Not offhand. hand. No, All right, I was just think. it was just a, Oop, a thought. There's your lore challenge for next week, man. I want indoor stuff. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I'm throwing a gauntlet again, two shows in a row. <laughs> wow.
4: Okay. Uh indoor is a small forest moon orbiting the gas giant planet of Endor.
1: Of Endor. Oh, okay. So Endor revolves around Endor. <laughs> there you have it.
4: Yeah, it's okay. technically, because it's the forest moon of Endor, like they say on the episode. now that I think about it. All
1: so right, the so forest moon of Endor. So. <laughs> okay, so the planet is Endor, and it's just the forest moon that probably yeah. does not have its
0: own.
4: Yeah, well, they they call it for all intents and purposes. They call it Endor as well.
0: Okay, okay then. Must be a big big giant planet. Yeah, I was gonna try to imitate an Ewok, but I haven't memorized that line yet. <laughs> it's this one right here. <laughs> Alright, so my tip number one for you guys, really quick before I get on to the other play styles for everyone else, is save up your your PvP points as you level up. If you're going to be doing PvP leveling up to 50, periodically save up your points. Don't just buy the gear that you can get right now. It's nice gear, but you can get better if not equal by getting accommodations from the planets. Um... So save up your PvP gear, and when you get to the cap of 1,000, buy a, a piece or two of level 50 PvP gear and store it in your bank. That way, by the time you hit 50, you'll start out with a full set of PvP gear and ready to roll as soon as you ding 50. Because if you try to go into PvP at level 50 without any gear, you're going to get disappointed very quick when you get mowed over every single time. You just plan not owned. Makes so that, sense. If you're planning on PvP at 50, do it during as you level up. Not only do you get the experience of learning PvP with your class, but you'll get the points needed when you get to level 50 to buy, have all your gear ready to go. Remember, the cap is 1,000, so make sure you buy your gear and you don't lose out on points like I did yesterday, because I just found out yesterday about the cap. Is it is it hard
1: to, to accrue the amount of points that you need for those gear
0: pieces? No, actually. Um, well, I do PvP a lot leveling up. So I hit the cap 1,000. I've hit it three times already. Okay. Without knowing. <laughs> so I, I now, went out and went against my tip and bought regular gear, and I've been dreading it because I'm level 49. I don't have any PvP gear, and I want to PvP at 50. So that's when one reason I'm going from 49 to 50 as PvP only, so I can accrue that gear.
1: Now, how? I mean, how fast have you capped out to 1,000? To Does it take you a couple of days, one sit-in session for a few hours?
0: Um, it takes a couple of days. One the a really really awesome speeder in the game is you, you it costs 1,000 of the commander points and 1,000 of the PvP points and they, it costs three PvP points I always forget the name guys I'm sorry to get one commander point so you need 4,000 PvP points to get this speeder but when you hit a thousand cap you have to switch that over to the commanders and then to get you know the amount you need. And just do that until you get 3,000 of the commanders, then get to the 1,000 cap of your regular, and then you can buy a speeder. Okay, so you got to do the switch. You have to do the switch. Okay, the switch. (laughs) But yeah, the PvP gear is all less than than 1,000, but some of it costs commander gear or commander points. That's probably the wrong name for it, but you guys will know when you go to the PvP vendors, you'll see the two different ones. So yeah, just uh, save up and... Be ready to go when you're 50. Also, a great thing is that that level 50 gear is a great starting point when you hit 50 for doing dungeons as well because it's a lot better than what you'll have on when you ding 50, even for PvE. That's another little extra thing for you guys. Also, tip number two, when picking trade skills, make sure you first go with your main crafting. What be my main crafting is a crafting skill that actually makes something. That is synth weaving, armor mech, which is building, ar- making armor for Um, Any non-force-wielding class. Synth-weaving is for force-wielding classes. Any Jedi's or Sith. Then you have Artifice. Arms tech, which is building weapons. And cyber tech, which is building the stupid robot in your ship, his gear. As well as uh, ship parts. I believe you can build um, armor pieces and such for sabers and armor, if I'm not mistaken. And biochem, thank you. Those are your primaries. And what you want to do is you want to look in the codex after you pick one of those. And it'll tell you what two gathering crew skills you will need for those. It'll recommend two of them. Those are essential in order to get be efficient with those trade skills. Don't just get slicing and then one gathering and then one main so you can have money coming in all time as well. Because it's not going to work. In the long run, it's going to hurt you. When you get 50 and you realize you have to level an entire other crew skill all the way up, because you didn't do it, because you're doing slicing, you'll regret it. So you want to get the two that are best associated with that that skill.
1: Well, what would you say to uh, to the person who who holds off picking their their uh, crafting skills until level 50? This way they've got you know something to do with the end game.
0: Well, then they're going to spend a lot of time staring at a screen waiting for nothing. Because all the crafting is in this game is not just going out and gathering like it is in other MMOs, which people would do. That's how they you know buy their time is sending Mm -hmm. off your guys out all the time. And when you get to higher levels, they'll be gone for half an hour. So you're sitting there half an hour in real time waiting for your guys to come back so you can do something. Mm. And in synth weaving, even, I'm level 300. And to make a level 300 item literally takes these guys... a Green takes 15 minutes alone. And you're doing a blue, it's 20, 25 minutes for one item to be made. You're going to be staring at your screen a lot. Unless you plan on doing it while... Goofing off somewhere.
1: I think um, chat room is saying that uh, since uh, ni- uh, slicing just got nerfed, it it doesn't you know the output for the money is not nearly as good as it used to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: By sending your your companions out, you're actually losing money now. That he's saying.
0: And yeah, so. uh, nightmare also said that he likes to send out his guys while he's out questing, which is a great way to do your trade skills.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's the best way to do it, in my opinion, because you know you're out doing stuff anyway. You might as well have. You know, If you have the
0: ability, you might as well do it. I mean, you're yeah. not losing
1: anything. What you guys not to do anything.
0: is after you get your second companion, just open up your crew skill when you're out leveling. You can send them off to whatever gathering thing it is you want or have them make a bunch of stuff while you're off with your other companion questing. That way you're right. doing your trade skills at the same time as you're out questing.
1: Not a good thing to do when you're in a flashpoint or in an operation, okay? <laughs> Because when the thing pops up and you're, like, in the middle of a, of a heated fight and, you know, C2N2 is, uh, you know, oh, master, I failed. You're going to fail, too. All right. So don't do it. <laughs> I would definitely so stay away from that. that
0: was my tips. Mike, what do you have, buddy?
4: uh You know, not too much this week. Uh, I did get my legacy done oh my guy, so I got my last name. Yay! congratulations.
0: Hey, me and Mike me nice. and on the phone talking about this. I want to bring this up on the show because it's actually pretty um, – it's a pretty important point. Mike discovered this because he tried to do his legacy on a different server. What happened, Mike?
4: Uh, well, actually, your legacy last name doesn't travel servers with you. Found that out. However, you know what does travel servers with you? The chat channel you created to join. <laughs> <laughs> so when I log into my character on my cousin's server, my, uh, my Jedi Knight, I automatically join channel Devotion but it's devotion on that server not devotion on the Juyo server. Oh. <laughs> and there's no way to leave it or anything so you know. Kind of kind of interesting.
0: All, All right. right. And <laughs> Come on.
4: and another thing that I found out. If you guys get a new phone and you have to take off your security key or mobile security key, you cannot register another mobile security key. Right now they do not let you do it. Don't know why. Apparently, it's something to do with they were having problems with people hacking accounts. I don't know, but you cannot register another one. You have to get the actual uh, physical one.
0: Right. I think Bioware is getting a little bit over security oriented here. Um, like my little incident last week, there's no, for, there was absolutely no reason it should have happened to me like that.
4: Yeah, you know what's funny? When I called them to take off my uh, my mobile key when I on my old phone, it's like we are experiencing a high volume of calls. We are going to transfer you now, but you may experience a wait time. Hello, this is uh, a <laughs> customer service. How may we help you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, so they have that in there just to cover themselves. <laughs>
4: Apparently, I was expecting like a long hour, you know, two-hour wait, like Joe. Nope. <laughs> no,
1: no, uh, no message from Doctor Snicklefritz thirty times over.
4: <laughs> just, I just heard the one message. <laughs> but you know, it also helped the fact that I remembered my security question.
0: Well, yeah, you might want to write those down, guys, if you don't know what they are. Because it can come in handy. Yeah. I think right now the uh, the physical, the uh, you know, f- little physical
1: security key thing, I think that's the best one to have right now. Um, especially yeah. if you're like me and you like to forget your, your cell phone or uh, the cell phone's charger at work all the time.
4: <laughs> yeah, mine's attached at the hip, so I don't really got to worry about it.
0: Anything else, Mike?
4: That's all I
3: got this week. Sweet. Moving on.
0: Moving right. on up. Blue.
3: Well, let's see. Game week went pretty well. As of now, I got my Imperial Operative up to max level. Congratulations. And Congratulations, thank you, sir. Thank you. thank you. And right now, she's just finishing up the last of the regular quests that are on Corellia. I had a lot of fun with the storyline. I really like the agent. Wait, wait, wait. I like how Is your played. second 50? Yes. Oh. <laughs> my second 50. Yes. My Marauder, and now I have an got some
0: kind of server 50. achievement for he who has no life has
3: two 50s. <laughs> then I would have been beat by the by the end of the first week after early access by tons of people. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm more than sure there's. Uh... I'm looking really forward to the, I guess what Bioware has in store for these uh, class quests, you know, for storylines, like the you know future chapters, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it'll uh, it'll be something worth waiting for. Uh, I was, however, not very happy with the ability change they did to the hidden strike ability, but. You know, I'll, I'll deal with that as it goes along I haven't done much with it uh, since it's regular PVE I'll wait and see how that's affecting you know my character my gameplay later you on know, that's
0: something I'm actually very worried about because on my stage I feel like I'm overpowered in PvP even though it could be you know just you know skill based but because I've destroyed other stages and but when it comes to PVE content I feel very nerfed uh, everything is a challenge for me in PVE everything any elites if I get two tufts at once, I'm gonna die. But when I go into PvP, I can take on you know two Imperials at once and walk mm-hmm. away from it. Yeah, so I'm hoping that they don't nerf. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing I worry about in these in MMOs is balancing based on, PV- on PvP. It shouldn't happen.
3: Well, that's unfortunately what happened with the hidden strike ability with the operative. I oh, like thought Bioware the they they actually the reason why hidden strike was adjusted was because players in PvP. We're complaining that the operatives or, you know, hidden strike was taking too much damage in one shot. And yeah, it was taking them, taking players down to maybe 20, 25% of their health after it hit. Again, I, I realize the game's only been out for a few weeks, and yet uh, here we are, uh, you know, PvE is being adversely, grossly affected, in my opinion, by PvP. Yeah, meanwhile, they said they weren't going to do that. Right. Meanwhile, they said they weren't going to, you know, they, they would do as much as they can to not affect the PvE portion of the game by PvP, and yet here we are. You know, a 20% hit to, me, to my hidden strike on a regular generated mob, yes, that's that's going to be telling. That's going to be felt by yeah. me. Yeah, yeah 20% is massive. That's a huge,
1: yes. huge adjustment.
3: Yes, it is. I'm no programmer, so I'm not going to even begin to imagine what it would take, code things like that, but still, it, it's yeah. just... It feels to me such a drastic change and a, too much of an adjustment
1: yeah, especially wow. especially since they said they weren't even going to do that.
3: Right, but I'm not I, I'm not going to again let me let that ruin my gameplay or let that ruin my enjoyment of the game. I'm Good disappointed. Man. Good man. I, I'm not disappointed, but I am taken aback by the fact that they've already started to I guess go back on what they've said they were going to do their intent. So I don't know. I'll wait and see.
1: Yeah, chat room and, saying if they were going to change it because of PvP, they should have made uh, PvP skills and PVE skills.
3: Right, and and you know what they could have. I mean we all know when Bioware and EA acquired Mythic, you know Mythic created Warhammer Online. And they also created Dark Age of Camelot. Right now before everyone goes crazy about Warhammer Online being fail, yes, we know it was fail. It didn't do so well. It's still kicking, but let's go back to the first iteration of a PVP game. All right, Dark Age of Camelot. Three factions, realm versus realm versus realm, okay? Uh, to me that was a great balance where PvE and PVP never grossly affected each other, never touch each other. All right, the system knew when you were targeting a human player as opposed to a computer generated AI mob, and your skills adjusted accordingly. Okay, so again, older version, older game, someone had the means to do it. Modern MMO, I don't know. But for now, I am actually going to work on another class. By the time I hit fifty, yes. I'm level forty nine. <laughs> uh, right now, I'm trying out my Sith Inquisitor, who is a sorcerer. Okay. And level up and try and try and get a, a nice balance between DPS and the healer, healer so tree on this one. So
0: you're my arch rival now.
4: <laughs> so instead of trying to, you know, keep up with – get a 50 on the Republic side, you're just going to go back to Empire again?
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> keep going down a dark path. It's forever dominating my destiny. Yes, Trace. it is.
4: <laughs> but I hope I find him in PvP and I can pull him into a poison pit.
3: <laughs> 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 we'll see. We'll see. What else you got, Lou? Well, uh, I will actually go back and start playing more of my Gunslinger in the Republic side. She's still questing on Terrace so I'm hoping to finish up there and move on to the next world. Nice. But, I, 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 yeah, I don't like the animation of the health regeneration. The flipping the coin and shooting it, yeah. Yeah, I don't. After doing it for the 20th time, it just gets kind of old <laughs> really quick. That can be pretty much said about
0: any of the animations, though, for doing that, for healing. I mean, my guy just sits there and glows, you know, orange when he does it.
4: My guy reloads his gun.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it can get old. I know Evarwin's Jedi gets on his knees and, like, prays, and that's how he does it. True. Speaking um, of Evarwin, are you on mute again, sir? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I must have been. I'm sorry. I was Uh, wondering
4: why it was so nice and quiet in here.
0: Oh, (laughs) God. Oh,
1: oh, God. Well, someone's got to talk. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, um, well, I, now the focus is on you, sir. Oh boy, oh boy, spotlight's on me now, huh? <laughs> um, I've decided that I'm I'm going to direct all of my attention onto my my Jedi Guardian. Um, I've got a, a couple of a couple of alts, and when I log in, you know it's it's always the the question, you know, which tune, which tune? Um, no longer. I'm going to stick with the Jedi Guardian. Got him up to twenty eight this week. And I'm on Tatooine, and I love it. Tatooine's awesome.
0: <laughs> I believe Mike was just saying last week how much he hates it. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoy it. I, I think it's, it's uh, you know, yeah. it's definitely Wait cool. Wait until
4: you're there for like two hours, and it looks the same.
1: No, I've, I've been there. I've probably logged probably close to 10 hours in Tatooine so far.
4: now well, that's good. At least you could be able to live in a desert. I couldn't do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if i go that far with it. It's just uh, <laughs> It's got a lot of character. That's what I like about Tatooine. Between the Jawas and their their huge vehicles, and the the sand people, and all of those um, uh, familiar uh, voices and noises you hear through the movies, coming through the game. You know the two suns. You know the the very very blue uh, sky contrasting with the sand. Um, It's just it's got a tremendous amount of character. And it I know it looks all the same, but it doesn't. I don't know when I go through it, it, doesn't feel the same. So I kind of feel like I'm in the movie more so on tattooing than I have felt yet. Um, I was going to go to Alderaan, checked it out. I, I had to check it out because I've, you know, I've never seen Alderaan. I don't know if it's been in a, a video game or, or in a comic, but um, I've never seen it. And I wanted to check it out since, you know, it You know,
0: it, it's a really p- pretty planet. There's snow. And, but the thing is about Alderaan, I know for me, is that the game dramatically got harder at that point.
4: It wasn't too hard for me. I had pretty much aced through uh, Alderaan. I just finished it today. Well
0: see what I noticed on like all, especially on all my quests is that I had a ton of elites to kill for regular quests. Before that, the elites were for oh, yeah. like the end of a particular like major story quest or for mm-hmm. doing um, you know, heroics. But no, it was solo and I had to take on like go out and kill ten elite sis. Yeah. They're not that bad. Well, when you're a sage, they are.
4: Yeah.
0: level of trooper
1: <laughs> it's got to be yeah it's got to be tough for for someone who can be a tad squishy because i definitely feel like when i was there for the little time that i was there and it was just to kind of you know figure out what's going on with with my storyline <laughs> i kind of felt like you know they're they're turning up the volume a bit you know the story becomes more interesting and much more intense you know time is crunching down for the jedi guardian and for the republic um and you feel that when you're in combat. You feel uh, the combat is uh, a bit harder, a bit more visceral, a bit more intense. And it feels slightly more desperate.
0: I've always been curious about how yours and my stories are different. How how different they are because we're both Jedis. We're just right. a different class of Jedi. So I was just kind of curious how different they really were. We'll have to talk about that sometime.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's got to be a little different because, I mean, your your companions are...
0: A lot different know, than yours, yeah.
1: Oh, dramatically! Yeah, dramatically different. Just the other—I think last week I thought you were talking about, you know, attaining Kira as a Padawan, you know, as your last companion, and I had no idea there was another female Padawan that, yeah, that was out there. So yeah, I checked out Alderaan for a little bit, and like I said, the the storyline ramped up for for my for my guardian, and I was like floored by what happened. It was, I was—I thought it was really cool, I can't wait to get through there. So. I'm on Tatooine still, trying to, you know, level up and, and get done with all of that. This way I can go back to Alderaan and uh, figure out what's
0: going on over there. I know that I know that uh, finishing Alderaan finished my legacy for Chapter 1. So yeah, I'm,
1: so did mine.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pretty sure, sure it would be the same, the same for as you
0: most. as well, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's like the one thing that
1: i'm definitely looking forward to right now is getting chapter one done so i can unlock my legacy because i want to i want to check this out and see what it's like
0: one thing i noticed that this game does do well is the little leveling um carrot on a stick and when you first start out you can't wait till level 10 so you can pick your your advanced class And then you can't wait till level 15 you get to have sprint and your ship Mm -hmm. level 25 you get to have your first speeder Level yeah. low level thirty, you get to finish your legacy, and you get your last name. Level forty, you get a new speeder. You know? Yeah, it's definitely been, and, and you're 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 absolutely right with that. And I haven't
1: even noticed like those were those were things that were propelling me forward. Yeah. And yeah.
4: But all MMOs run run it that way. Not all. <sighs> yeah. yeah.
1: I I don't know. I think. I mean, yeah, you're right, Mike, but I think I don't know, they've been they do this a slightly better. Yeah. You don't think they you don't think they? do you think it's like on par, Mike, or do you think they do it slightly slightly better or worse?
4: I don't know. I just like playing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I haven't thought about it either, but I you know, now that Joe brought it up, like I, I do agree that the carrot on the stick thing is it has been propelling me. One it's thing awesome. I did I did get was uh I got a brand new speeder when I was on Tatooine. Nice. Yeah, I was getting sick of the the long spur stat that I got from my collector's edition. You got the you got the mosquito one. Uh, I got yeah the uh, <laughs> the, the striker, The striker, <laughs> I UberCon striker, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it, it's cool. The
1: other one that was there kind of looks like a lawnmower, so I was like, nah, I'm not getting that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I say, when you first go to like the the fleet ship, the only two choices are a lawnmower or a Segway. Yeah and then the collector's edition which looks like looks like a toilet.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I like the Segway one. It's all
0: right. I don't
1: know. I, I was it was it was between the striker and the lawnmower for me. Anything anything was was better than the uh, collector's edition one after, you know, riding that around for a few levels. Finally got that and uh totally surprised at how cheap it is compared to how much money you actually how many how much credits you actually gain naturally playing the game. It was like, you know, it was with the regular AK credits and it sounds like a lot. 8k credits sounds like a lot but it's really not yeah that up
0: for it's actually pretty easy i noticed that getting your first speeder was actually pretty easy to do you got the credits fairly simple the second speeder not so easy um because the the way how how expensive your skills become and everything like that it's just not as easy to come by the credits unless you're lou They, (laughs) (laughs) they probably figure at
1: that point like you're you're rolling in the credits right now with with your your class skills or uh, your your uh you know i'm talking yeah. <laughs> your professions your professions the crew <laughs> skills crew skills yes um so they, they probably upped up the ante a bit on that but i don't know if i'm gonna be you know all pimped out with my crew skills at that point i, I hardly touch them nice yeah,
0: I know. Not a good thing.
1: But, uh. <laughs> I'm just
4: sitting on like 200 for mine right now.
0: Oh, well, with um Archaeology, I, I that's one of the ones you can gather in the world. And I've been leveling that up. I'm almost 400 with that. I haven't done any synth weaving because I have to go buy a special part at a special vendor. And that one, and I haven't just uh, got around time to doing that. And that one's at a level 300. Then I have my Underworld Trading, which you can only do through the Crew Skill menu. And even doing sending out four people at once to it, I'm still 280. Let's see what else. Um, Aethos, Aethos Flashpoint, loved it.
1: I did that last week with the guildie, and uh, that was totally awesome. Very, very lore heavy for me because you know you're crawling around the Sith ruins, and I love doing that. Because, um, you know, I get, I'm into the lore, so I, I get all the that lore feeling around me, and I'm totally into it. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a great time in there, and then I uh, got to the last boss and had an epic moment when we were uh, battling lightsaber to lightsaber. And, you know, the other two guys in my party were down, and it was coming down to the last 100 hit points for me. And finished them off with a couple of well-placed cyber stri- saber strikes and, and, I believe, a force push, and done. Got him on by, got him by myself. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was a totally epic moment. I loved it. Real nail biter. I figured out a couple of things I didn't know, and I, I thought these were like, I don't know, noob tips. Um, figured out commendation vendors for all planets are actually available at your faction's uh, main space station.
4: Yeah, Joe mentioned mm-hmm. that a couple episodes ago.
1: Yeah, I, I heard it, and I guess I didn't, I guess I didn't know what was going on with it, but I, I,
0: I figured it out myself, and, and maybe there I should it is. play back the clip where you say, Oh yeah, I know about that. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I you were about something
0: else.
1: I thought you were talking about something else. <laughs> okay. So, um, and also the attribute presence, it increases your effectiveness of your companions, and you can get stims as well from uh, medical droids. So don't don't let this go by the wayside. If you feel like your tank isn't tanking well enough for you, um, because maybe they don't have like enough hit points and they're not taking enough damage, pick up a couple of these presence stims at um at the med med vendor. You're probably there anyway because you probably died.
0: <laughs> Pick them up and they'll, they'll probably oh, I, I know I am on first name basis With every single med vendor on every planet You too? Yeah.
4: Not me, I make my own med packs
0: But uh, I didn't know that, that little thump you guys heard A minute ago was my head to desk I did not know about those sims Which could have saved me a lot of hassle <laughs> Alright guys, let's go ahead And move on to the Dark Council, we went long on that So let's do it
1: guys. So, uh just to bring up this um this one one happening that occurred January 29th. Um the Family Research Council rails against BioWare for including gay relations in Star Wars the Old Republic. Now, it's a very controversial topic and there's been a lot of anger surrounding this whole issue, which for one reason or another, a lot of people have have attached to and I feel in the wrong way. Um, But to give you some fact and some idea as to where this came from, I'm going to go ahead with the Family Research Council quote. All right, now, Tony Perkins of the FRC has said this in reaction to Bioware's announcement of having same-sex relations sometime in the future of The Old Republic. He says this, The new video game Star Wars The Old Republic has added special feature, gay relationships. Bioware, the company that developed the game, said it's launching a same-sex romance component to satisfy some complaints. That surprised a lot of gamers since Bioware had made it clear in 2009 that gay and lesbian don't exist in Star Wars universe. Since the announcement, homosexuals have been celebrating the news, but parents sure aren't. The game's website, more than there are more than 300 pages of comments, a lot of them expressing anger that their kids will be exposed to this star-warped way of thinking. Now, obviously, um this is a very, you know, very touchy subject. And I think, you know, that, that Mr. Tony Perkins here of the Family Research Council is trying to do a couple of things, all right? Probably number one, trying to, trying to keep his, his uh, organization, you know, being spoken about, especially among young gamers like ourselves. But, you know, I also think he's trying to, I think he's attack, he's attacking something does isn't quite understand that maybe you know, um, people of, of our age, of our generation, who are, who are involved in these in these games, do understand, and and that is that. You know, um, people in in same sex relations are out there. They're among us. and They're perfectly normal people. They're you know. Gaining the acceptance that they deserve, especially among our generation, and they would like a little represent representation in entertainment. Um, the reason why I think this is a good topic for discussion amongst us today is, you know, I hear a lot of gamers saying, you know, that this they don't care, that they don't care about this, that if it's in the game, it's out of the game. It really doesn't matter to them. And I guess that's kind of my my question, um, which I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out to our, our table today. Um, the question is, does this, does this hurt the game having a same sex relationship ability
0: or does this make the game better? And in what way? You know, I don't see why this is a problem having this in there. I I thought it was already in there. It just, it just already naturally made sense to me to have that kind of option. I was actually skirting around trying not to be too romantic with some of my male companions. (laughs) Yeah. If you know Bioware games, they do this a lot. This is it, nothing new, especially yeah. for bioware gamers. There is nothing wrong with this in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know what the the Star Wars lore or universe is not written in stone. There's creative license here, and it actually upsets me that some people would be would be would be would shout out how much that they're they're getting this or saying the Star Warped way of thinking. I mean, if you're a parent and you see something in a game like this that you don't like because you're that shallow. I'm sorry. Don't let your kids play it. They can go find something right. else
3: to play, like Hello Hello Kitty. You know. So rating, you have to be rating for this game anyway. If I remember, I'm trying to remember. Teen. Teen. I believe. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm seeing the box right now. My cut says Teen. Yeah. Now, what's the age range for that? Is there one specified, like 13 to 17, or what? I'm not sure, but I have to look it up.
1: I think we can assume that you know, from 13 yeah. to 17, you know, the teen fits in there.
4: So I right. just got a question though. Okay. So if so, say you're watching a movie and they have like a a, a gay thing in the movie. Is that considered a star warped way of thinking too?
1: Well, according to the Family <laughs> Research Council, yeah.
4: So anything, <laughs> anything uh, homosexual related is star warped.
1: <laughs> right, and and the idea now, you know, I don't want to bring politics into it, but just so you know, my perspective, okay, I am actually a conservative, okay. Um, so I I know where they're coming from on this. They're saying that. You know, this alternative lifestyle is is breaking down. You know, the the modern day um, family among our society. Okay, you know, that's that's where they're coming from, which I don't agree with at all.
4: Yeah, but it's not like games brought it
0: out. Skill, <laughs> Skillcraft in the chat room it's gonna, actually, happen,
4: it's gonna happen.
0: Skillcraft in the chat room actually put it down to its rudimentary form and exactly what it should be said. He says censorship of the game should occur in the form of parents not buying the game for their kids anybody old enough to buy the game should be able to make the decision for themselves end of story correct
3: correct right. yeah. and i believe a big part of this issue which i'd like to see where mr perkins is getting this information about and some of these players who are commenting on the forums as well as to say well how old are your kids that are playing this game because if i seem to recall correctly teen meant a certain rating um i remember reading a couple months ago on the forums when early access started, some parent wrote in. She was complaining about the hollow dancers, Twilight <laughs> Hollow dancers, in some of the cantinas being almost naked, and she had no idea and didn't think it was appropriate. And why he was in the Star Wars universe? I think they should all be naked, and, right? That's and and then to find out that she's got her nine-year-old son playing, everyone in this forum pretty much slammed her saying, "Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, lady, look <laughs> at the rating for the game. It's your own bleeping fault." You're that yeah. stupid. You should be playing this game
1: anyway. And you know what, Lou? You're you're touching, and so is the chat room, and so did Joe. You know, they, everyone touched on the the essence of why this is is um, you know an issue to to be had. Why why Tony Perkins, who opened up his mouth, all right, said something that I feel was out of step with with certainly our generation in our modern time but, but out of step for his, his, uh, his, his choice of topic. Okay. All right. There are ratings on these things. Okay. Now, now Mike, I think you'll agree with me since you're a father that, you know, with what Joe said, you know, if you, if you don't want your child exposed to the possibility of something like this, which is a family decision, by the way. Okay. Don't you think that you should not let them play this game?
4: Yeah. It's a family decision. It's, Exactly. exactly what it is. It's nothing else. It doesn't affect the game either way, you know. It's not going right. to change someone's point of view, you know. If they are, they are. If they aren't, they aren't.
1: For so, me, what's for me, the problem. <laughs> like, all right, like obviously, I just said, you know, I'm a conservative. Okay, if I were to have children, and I, I do want to have children, the family decision for me would be: I would not let my children play this game not because of this, you know, this component that will be in the game at some point in the future, okay? But because of a lot of things. All right, first of all, you know, there there's, you know, gratuitous violence in the game, which I wouldn't want my 9-year-old to, to really, you know, get involved with at that right. age.
3: Exactly. Yeah. You are involved in moral ethical decisions. Right. That involve either saving or hurting people.
1: The the issue that woman brought up about the Twi'leks and what they're wearing. Okay, I wouldn't want my nine-year-old to see that either.
4: Yeah, you know, my son's nine right now, and I wouldn't let him play this game either. Now, if he was like 14, 15... Different I'd, story. Yeah, I don't think I'd have a problem, really.
1: Right. But Different yeah, story. level
4: nine. Yeah, no, or er, level, level nine.
3: nine. <laughs> yeah, my son is level nine. Level my nine, level nine child. <laughs> so... <laughs> yes. He is a gamer dad. Yes.
4: <laughs> he, he's not leveled enough.
0: I actually would do that to my son. I was like, Hey son, you just turned level 11. He was like, what? It's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, seven, 11 years
1: old. Right. right. Tell him he can't get his mount till he gets level 20. <laughs> 18.
0: Um, 18.
1: so, you know, the other thing too, is that, you know, uh, I, I respect, you know, Mr. Tony Perkins platform. I, I respect his, his point of view. Okay. Um, However, I think this is – I don't think this is the, the topic, the area that he should be having this discussion in.
4: Yeah. It's, okay. it's his point of view. You can't force your point of view on other people.
1: Right. And <laughs> Who cares? He's also – by the way, I would also like to mention that he did misrepresent the facts here. I don't think Tony Perkins is trolling the, the SWOTOR forums here. Okay, So he was misinf- either misinformed himself or chose to be – to uh, give this information incorrectly. But when he said – that, uh, let me see if I can find it here. Um, that BioWare, Bioware said, all right, in 2009, that gay and lesbians don't exist in Star Wars Universe. Okay, that's not true. Bioware did not say that. okay? What he was pointing out to is a forum piece that said something similar and a retraction was made later on, almost immediately. He's definitely picking and choosing which facts to make Bioware here look inappropriate all right that's number one number two all right as gamers this is not the first time that we've seen homosexuality in in a video game we're used to it this is nothing new not to mention the fact that we've seen this in our in our high schools growing
0: up (laughs) yeah and everywhere now i mean i have actually two good friends that are are gay and they're great people i love hanging out with them love talking to them i have nothing wrong with it in any way shape or form it's their choice i don't mind. (laughs)
1: Right. We, we grew up with this, this, you know, idea that is, you know, on the forefront of, of, you know, the, the social push these days. And, you know, I understand him and, you know, Tony Perkins and his, his family research council council are not used to it. All right. But they, they do come from a different, you know, generation and we're, we are used to it. So this isn't an issue. In fact, this is probably the reason why, you know, people just don't care. In fact, I can't see any reason why this would be a topic for discussion today, except for the fact of the censorship angle for parents. And that's really why you I know wanted.
0: What? To- Look at that. this. Every single game in history, for crying out loud, has some kind of extremist from one faction or the other complaining about something in some game. Look at Mario Brothers Three for crying out loud, and PETA attacking them for using a skin <laughs> of an animal for Mario that's to unique. fly around on. Come on, yeah. seriously. What um, about uh, Mortal Kombat, Joe? <laughs> I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. I've seen that parents going crazy about that all the time. Um, well, that one's like an extreme case. That one is kind of gory and nasty, but I still love it. <laughs> right, and but that was
1: precisely the reason why people, you know, corporations are, uh, you know, uh, exactly groups like this one here were, you know, shouting. I'm at- sure
0: there's people out there complaining that you had like like there's. Um, Maybe like the fact that Jawas might get hurt because they're little people, or can't hurt a Wookiee because he's a part animal. PETA might go nuts here.
1: Well, the the thing I wanted to bring up was really this this idea of you know censorship and, and parenthood. You know, if if you have a child, all right, that that you don't want them exposed <laughs> to this game, don't let them play it. If you already bought the game, it's coming. I'm telling you right now, this Still is, is coming.
0: In the coming. In the chat room, sorry. He said, uh, video and computer games are going, to, are going to have to go back to Pong to be politically correct enough. Well, I'm going to tell you what, <laughs> that won't work either, because someone's going to complain that that poor dot's getting smacked around too much.
1: Yeah, and then yeah. the color of the dot. Just,
0: just, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: right, so I guess uh, the, the consensus here is, is uh, you know, for censorship quality, you know, if you don't want your child to be exposed to it, don't let them play it. Yep. The rest of us have no problem with it and Mr. Tony Perkins needs to know where and where his arena is and where his arena is not. Awesome. Anything else guys?
0: Nope, I think we're going to yeah. go ahead and move on to break. All right, agreed. And we're in the Galactic Gazette, our official and community news for Star Wars the Old Republic. Really quick before we get started, I want to let people know, my son is the voice in that, my 11-year-old son, and he was so excited to record a bumper with his dad that he had I had to write him out a script. That he practiced over and over again, and then he tried doing it, he'd mess up, and he'd have to go Okay dad, timestamp, let's do what (laughs) we take. We did this five (laughs) times until he nailed it. And he was so proud of himself when I let him listen to the final product of it. Good for him. (laughs) Nice. Good for him. He tells all I'm on my dad's show. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad to help make my son more popular. (laughs) <laughs> your, uh, your level 11 son? <laughs> yeah, level 11 son.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> Alright, so we have, speech. have <laughs> Patch 1.1.1.1.1.1.1 1. 1. 1 released.
1: <laughs> yes, that is correct. January 31st, Patch 1.1.1 1. 1 has been released. Um, you can check it out at uh, swotor.com, S W T O R.com. We've got uh, the long list of patch notes here um but we're just going to highlight a couple of the the things that 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 uh, piqued our interest so you've got some uh, generally speaking you got some class skill changes as well as minor bug fixes to class skills flashpoints operations and the game in general a whole bunch of bugs were fixed um like i said you can check out the patch notes it's fortor.com and here's what we found interesting uh in general number one Players revived by other players, including by in-combat revival abilities, now revive with 25% max health. Number two, Imperial Agent, the operative and scoundrel builds. Your skills, shoot first and hidden strike. Damage output for this ability has been decreased by approximately 20% to control. Now the reason for this, they said was to control burst damage because it's enabling significantly faster than intended kills in PVP. Oh, you know, uh, Lou definitely feels one way about this.
3: <laughs> yes, yes. That's, that, a, that's, that's a pretty big nerf. Yeah. yeah. 20% is awful. Yeah, and for an operative that's usually a healer, whether it's hybrid or a healer spec, you just took away one of their best weapons. You know, I, yeah, I've read the forums on the operative and just in general class forums and how people were complaining. That, yeah, uh, I, I didn't appreciate getting knocked down for like 20% of my health. By some operative. You're getting chain you know, getting stunned blah blah and then dying. Well, sunshine, that's how it goes. <laughs> <You>
2: know, <laughs> sunshine, am
3: I, huh? <laughs> am I gonna complain that some juggernaut with twenty K health can just burn my ass down in less than five seconds if you wanted to? Come on, you know, let's take this in perspective.
1: Uh number three. Flashpoint, Red Reaper, Lord Karas, K-H-E-R-U-S, Keris, Karis, Kareas. Kareas. Corius? Curus?
0: Who knows? Okay, we're
1: good. We got this name. Go. <laughs> Lord Spanky Pants now grants less experience, and some of Lord Kraus' abilities have had their damage values adjusted to be more in line with the level of the flashpoint. And Space Combat has now added two daily mission combinations to high level space dailies operation Ascendant Pride for the Imperial and Operation New Eclipse for the Republic. Ooh, I want to try the new eclipse. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to like definitely more space combat at end level. Oh yes, please, please, please. <laughs> uh, another minor yeah. patch, patch <laughs> one point one point A, little A, not big A, little A. Uh, was released the day after, uh, because generally speaking, made uh, they may had to make a configuration change to resolve hitching and freezing issues seen on some clients after patch 1.1.1.
3: Gee, I see hitching and freezing all the time. Yeah. And uh, patch 1.1.1a <laughs> We realized
0: that this fix we had for hitching and freezing has caused more freezing issues. <laughs>
3: uh i personally haven't seen any differences at all so <laughs> no, i am I. still experiencing those hitching and freezing issues my gosh just to turn to face the taxi robot uh, uh, okay
1: hitching now and I, freezing
3: yeah
0: all right um the next thing on the list is they actually announced this on the second which was yesterday the old republic guild summit has been announced Austin, Texas, March 4th through the 6th at the Doubletree Hotel in Austin. In Austin, Bioware will host the first Old Republic Guild Summit by invitation only. I hope I get invited. Hey guys, podcaster. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go. Uh, they basically say that many invites have already been sent out to all different types of guilds from in game to RP. However, space is still available. To be considered for an invite, simply fill out the application given at www.surveymonkey.com s slash guild summit. Guild leaders slash officers will be chosen based on information in their application. The deadline is February 10th at 11.59 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Bioware had this to say about the event. This is a direct quote from them, guys. The goal of the summit is to facilitate an open discussion between guild leaders and the game design team. This event will provide an opportunity for attendees to voice their feedback directly to the teams responsible for the design of Star Wars, the Old Republic. Hear the team's thoughts and reasons behind design decisions decisions, and discuss the current direction of the game. Now, is this going to be just uh, 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 everything in the game in general, or is it just going to be like guild-related stuff in the
1: game? Honestly, I think this is just an excuse for the uh, development team just to get drunk.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think it's just going to be, to me personally, it, it's a, just a major public relations move. And as Nightmare said, yeah, they're going to regret this because if they really want an open forum discussion, then they should realize that that's a big can of worms that they may not want to open. Yeah, like See, why? I don't
1: know. I'd do it
4: more in Twitter, than really Twitter or
3: something, you know? get-
4: I'd be more than willing to go get drunk with the producers. Yeah. I'm just throwing <laughs> it out there.
3: I
1: don't I'd drink. I'd be okay I'll, with I'll, I'll compromise here. <laughs> that's what PAX Prime is for, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we all know, like, you know, who's going to be showing up for this thing. All right. Uh, whatever, whatever AIE guild that's out there is going to be there. Okay. All the, all the huge, major, massive guilds in many different MMOs that are going to be there. Okay. This is probably why they've grouped up all the biggest guilds onto one server. So they you know, they know they consolidated them and they know who they are and where they are and what server they're from.
0: Hey, all right. AIE's cool. Then well I'm guaranteeing you that Scott Johnson or someone from AIE is gonna be there. Yeah. Eh, it's gonna be you know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be a big elitist drunken romp, you know. Yeah, pretty something. much, yeah. yeah.
4: Maybe. Depends on who, you know. I'm sure there'll be some minor people there too.
0: Okay, but, the, the, the next thing on the agenda, I, I think, I'm going to say this because it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I like to put in producer notes periodically to let the guys know timing issues, things like that, in the show. And I, I put in a producer note that says, might need to skip this due to time frame. It's not that important. And then Ivarwin last night, who must have been very sleepy, put in, the cow says moo. <laughs> and then Mike recently put in, woo-woo says blah. <laughs> so they are mocking me. So the person who did not mock me gets to go over this, Lou.
3: All right. As February 1st, <laughs> Star Wars The Old Republic is the fastest-growing MMO ever. Well, accordingly, Bioware released its first month stats. And as of, I for guess, the, US. the second or the third. Yeah, for the United States. Uh, the Republic has sold over two million copies, with a thriving base of over 1.7 million active subscribers. Well, no, hold, hold on a second, Lou. I I, I wrote that incorrectly. It's not for the okay. U.S.
1: It's, it's worldwide. Yeah, so this is worldwide.
3: Okay. All right, so worldwide, over two million copies. Servers are up more than 99.5% of the time outside of scheduled maintenance.
0: We're going to go ahead and, a... and um, let go of Avarwin as the writer of the show. So if anyone wants to be a writer for Star Wars The Old Republic, or Star Wars Off The Record, you can email us your application at... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> How dare you Thanks. make a mistake in the
3: show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so over in just one month, the community has over 239 million in-game hours, or over 332,000 months and over 27,000 years of in-game time. 1 month. Oh. Over 20 billion NPCs killed and wow. over 148 billion credits spent and climbing folks. <laughs> and here's, climbing. Here's, here's, the, the, here's the mid-day.
1: most uh, Minutely. <laughs> this is the most interesting bit out of the whole thing though. All right. 1.7 million active subscribers in the first month. but This is concrete. This is concrete. This isn't the guys that bought the game and then played till they got their free month and then opted out. This is after their first month they stayed. Currently, right. 1.7 million active subscribers starting February
0: 2nd, February right, 1st.
3: Because if everyone remembers, the 20th of December was when the game went live for everyone mm-hmm. as opposed to early access which started on 13 December. So, this is a real good benchmark, folks. 1 February they released the numbers so it's after the free month if everyone rage quit or quit for whatever own personal reason they have for the game what have you, this is it you put it out there, they've got 1.7 million active subscribers amazing,
1: I think that does about it for the news
3: yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the Jedi
0: Archives which is quickly becoming our most popular segment
3: To be a Jedi, to hold all that power only history can tell and teach in the Jedi Archives.
0: And here we are in the Jedi Archives, lore with the lore masters Mike and Lou. I'm going to let Mike go first, because he pulled the third chair card.
4: I did. I pulled the third chair card. All right, guys. So this, uh, this week, I'm going to go over the server Darth Zedrix. So Darth Zedrix was one of the five human Dark Lords of the Sith who served on the Dark Council of the Sith Empire. He was also the longest surviving one. Uh, he, with other members of the Dark Council, including Darth Nerisus were working to bring the Emperor down at the time. They considered him arrogant, powerful, mad, and viewed his plans to attack the Republic as suicidal. Duh. Well yeah, he is said. <laughs> and in an attempt to keep the alliance unknown to the Emperor, Dark Nurses faked assassination attempts on her life. Um it was planned to have her own followers investigate so they could kind of, you know, hide everything. But the Emperor sent Lord Scourge, and the
0: plans <laughs> changed. That's a original <laughs> name.
4: Hi, yeah, I'm Lord, Lord Scourge. Scourge. <laughs> so, Hard. Scourge, uh, along with one of uh, Nerissa's men, was able to discover uh, that a group of human separatists were behind the assassination attempts, and they found evidence that uh, Zedrix was allied with them. So, uh, using a using a replica of the separatist coded communication, Scourge lured Zedrix into meeting with him on the planet uh, Boistera. Zedrix traveled there. He encountered Lord Scourge. Lord Scourge, you know, attacked him pretty much beat the living crap out of him Zedrix just tried to turn him to his side by lying to him and actually telling the truth to multiple things but Scourge wasn't convinced and decided this guy's weak and burned him so he got killed
0: nice so that's (laughs) about
4: it (laughs) so he went from being the uh, longest running uh, council serving member to uh, dead
0: getting his butt handed to him by Scourge yes that's
4: why you don't betray the
0: Empire well you don't mess with Lord Scourge yeah exactly
3: all right Lou what do you got for us well, today's topic I wanted to bring up was hyperspace travel, or is hyperspace travel? We see it a lot in the movies, we see it in the games. But what exactly is it? Alright, we all know hyperspace travel, it opened up the galaxy for exploration and conquest. Now, the very first people to discover hyperspace were the Rakata. Now, the Rakata were first mentioned in Knights of the Republic 1. Going towards the end of the game, when you get to the mysterious planet to where the Forge is, then you know you meet those people, or remnants of them, so to speak. And they were the first species to create the very first true fast and light engines, and this gave them the ability to spread it throughout the galaxy and conquer it. Eons ago in the Star Wars timeline,
4: you actually met a Ritaka in the game.
3: Yes, Ritana. you also meet them. Yep, yeah. yeah, you meet them, and I think you see them on Bel Savis as well, since it's their prison planet.
4: Yeah, um, yeah, I met them in Tatooine. There is it. Those
3: two are too low level to go to the prison planet.
4: <laughs> I'm actually. <laughs> What level is the prison planet? Uh, so I think is low
3: forties. 40s? Forties, 40s. yeah, oh, low
4: forties. Going to another B one right now, I think.
3: Okay, and so now, obviously, the Rakata, after being in power for so long, with all other great empires, they went into decline and eventually faded from the galaxy. All right, and it wasn't until the Correlians, people on Carillia and the Juros species civilization, who discovered upon ancient Rakata technology, they were able to reverse engineer and technologically duplicate the engines that the Wakata created in the first place. And that enabled uh, the rest of the galaxy to actually have hyperspace travel, or enabled them to go into hyperspace. All right, so how does it work? Well, we've all seen, heard the lines, you know, we're going to punch the coordinates into the navigation computer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> So, once that's done, the starship actually moves to a bearing that matches the destination that you punched in, and the ship, quote-unquote, jumps into hyperspace once the hyperdrive engine was activated. Okay, that's t- That typical effect we see in the movies where the stars get long, and then the blue hyperspace tunnel okay now the great thing or the big thing about hyperspace travel is that we need or you need precise information of celestial bodies anomalies everything in that sector of space that you're in traveling through and going to in order to successfully navigate because everything in there is going to impact how you travel through hyperspace so it's always important that they always had updates from any place they were going to try Sanctuary's updates uh stellar cartographers even to the Time frame of the episodes 4, 5, and 6 were still in existence, constantly updating navigation charts because there are always things going around in the galaxy to affect hyperspace travel lanes.
4: Okay, so what you're saying is if you need to get a job in the Star Wars universe, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Stellar cartographer card- <laughs> is the one to go.
3: Maybe <laughs> one of those one of those lucky people who gets to travel in hyperspace lanes. Like, hey, is it still safe or we need to find a new one? <laughs> well, let's send yeah, this guy does. out there. That job
4: is always wanted.
3: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Be a good way for a uh, a bounty hunter to uh, to kill a guy without anyone knowing. Just just you make him use the you know an outdated version of of these
3: pathways. Yes, and that's actually mentioned a few times I think in the books as well. Um, because I was travel. Yes, it's taken for granted in the Star Wars universe. It's still very dangerous. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So now you have these lanes that are along established, well documented travel routes. If everyone again remembers back to KOTOR 1, Nitro Republic 1, where Tarras is mentioned as being in a decline because now the, tra- the hyperspace lanes around it are falling into disuse because there's not much out there to do for resources and so forth. So there's less and less trade being generated out there, so less and less travel, so those lanes are being forgotten or not being used as often. It's like an old highway, like Route 66, for example, in the United States. How yeah. okay? it fades, and Tarras just happens be one of those casualties along the route. That planet goes into decline because no one's going there for any reason whatsoever and keep in mind as well even with the capacity to travel faster than light travel between planets still takes hours days sometimes weeks depending upon maybe the sheer distance to your destination or the other big determining factor what's in the area around you like black holes big others other big stellar bodies that will affect your hyperspace travel so your navigator has to generate routes you know shortcuts or ways around those dangers and yeah, that could divert you for a very long period of time.
1: Yeah, I would imagine that. I mean, if you want to add a little science to the science fiction, you know, uh, if you're, you know, literally going to do something like this, you know, there's there's going always going to be, you know, the errant asteroid flying in and out of that path um, as you know someone's going through it. How right. would the computer move an object that's going faster than light in order to you know compensate for this new this new blockage? You know, how would it? Do that because the minute the the physical body of the ship has to switch, it's gonna tear it apart.
3: (laughs) Right. Well, let's go back to Star Wars. What happens when they first jump back into real space and they're going to Alderaan for the first time? They hit an asteroid field, which is actually Alderaan after it's blown up. Right. And what does Han say? An asteroid, you know, asteroid collision. It's not in any of the charts. I, I believe the first words out of his mouth were "Holy crap!" <laughs> <laughs> that, that too. <laughs> but yeah, that, that that's where again the updates come into you know come into play. You know, any good starship captain would know. You know, before they leave port, let's make sure my navigation computer has everything that's up to date as of this minute. You know, when I punch my engines on and take off, right from the spaceport. Holy crap, Harry man! It's an asteroid field. <laughs> 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 Okay. So, there you have it. Hyperspace travel.
0: Nice. It's there.
3: It's, it's what's joined. Thank you, gentlemen. Of the galaxy together or parts of the galaxy together, I should say.
0: So <laughs> you guys have it. Another uh, if you guys want to know what your server's meaning is, go ahead and give us an email and Mike will take a look at it for you guys and let you know on the next episode. So, uh, email it in to Star Wars Off the Record at gmail.com. And speaking yeah, of I emails, I have
4: a list on my wall, and I'm just going to throw a dart at it.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> so as a good segue, I'm going to move into
4: fleet.
3: Welcome to the fleet, oh, Lord Vader.
4: We
0: would be honored if you would join us. And welcome to the fleet. We have a few emails to go over today. So let's get started. And by the way, if you guys want to send in MP3 calls, you may do so at the same email. We love having those. And those get first priority over standard emails. So if you want to record your email to us, please do so. First email is from Eric P., Mike, you want to take it?
4: I know it has been early uh, to... we're starting over. I know it has been early to contemplate when this could happen, but I'd like to hear what you guys think about future class or race editions
0: in the future as WoW did. Maybe you guys could speculate a bit? Thanks, Eric P. You know, say hi to your daughter for me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I don't have any idea on this at all. No? No, No, I am at a loss. Wookiees. Well, when it comes to races... Yeah, oh, oh, you know what? Oh, gosh, no. I know exactly. I want Ewok race. I want an Ewok <laughs> named Widget. How awesome is that?
3: Boom with, like, Jawas.
0: <laughs> there's so many, so many races that you can pick for this. I mean, uh... Well, I was thinking more along the lan- along the lanes of classes. I wasn't thinking about race. But, yeah, with in Star Wars, look at how all the races you have. But I think the big part about the race limitation is how many are Force-sensitive.
4: Well, that doesn't matter, because there's, there's ones on the game already that are only no, it could only be trooper or something like that.
1: True, you yeah, right there. You could always make uh, you know, yeah. a non-force sensitive. You know, races. There's tons of
4: them. It's classes that are you know, it's kind of hard to figure yeah. something
1: out. Hard to narrow that down.
0: No, I think they did a great job on the classes they did put in there. I mean, you have what eight classes per faction. <laughs> yeah, they're they're just they're flipped over on the other side, but with minor differences. But um. Yeah, but that's the
1: way Star Wars is. You know, with with every With every one class that you see, there's always the, the opposite on, on the other side. You know, with the exception of maybe like, eh, no, you can scoundrel, bounty hunter. It's just, I mean, I, I think they did a very good job with that, to be honest.
3: I think this is it's a good question. I mean, there's always room for improvement uh, on both uh, races and classes. Um, however, I would say it, it's going to be hard to... I guess implement a totally new class or classes again, in the involvement of voice acting. Yeah. Quests and such. Um, not to mention again, how that, how that new class now fits into the end game content or just the operations end, you know, in terms of, uh, how do you fit that class into the eight man, and 60 man operations? Uh, how, how, what role do they play in just regular flashpoints or four man heroics or just regular group quests, you know, safe for sensitive. rancor
1: of <laughs> The world
3: equals <laughs> end of the <laughs> world.
1: <laughs> Lou, what uh, what race would you like to see? Gosh, there's a whole bunch of them. Well, what's one?
3: Well, definitely the Mon Calamari. Okay. Okay. Akbar.
1: <laughs> right, M- uh, Mike. What about you?
3: Mandalorians.
0: Mandalorians.
3: Yeah, they're cool. a culture,
0: not a race. That's it. Yeah. See, my ideal class combination, class with like companion combination is, I would want. Oh, well then. I would uh, want an Ewok with a Rancor tank companion.
4: <laughs> that works. It's kind of weird, but that would work. But then technically, I, Ma- Mandalorians could be a class. So there we go. Future class.
1: I'd like to play a, a droid. I'd like to play like a like a, an R2 unit. You know, some kind of
0: asteroid droid. Play one of those guys. Those the dark sector, dark bisector robots. Yeah, like the the HK forty seven guys. You're a parallel
3: purple. <laughs> I just don't want to see what happened with the other Star Wars MMO that recently went away, uh, Star Wars Galaxies. About time too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, granted, Sandbox MMO, you had lots of classes, lots of different combinations, some of which to me personally just didn't make a hell of a lot of sense, <laughs> you know, to be in the Star Wars universe. But, you know, there you have it. I, I don't want that, I don't want Tor to degenerate into something like that where there's just so many classes, so many things to balance out. You know, it, it just doesn't, nothing ever gets done. Nothing ever gets fixed. You know, mm-hmm. you, you've spread things out so much. You know, you you dilute everything to the point where it just doesn't work anymore.
0: They just do it over time, like WoW did. I mean, it started out with a limited amount of classes that were shared between two factions, identical shared, mind you. And they just kind of, you know, they they added them in the future, and they did it such a way that it worked. Right. You just gotta they love to spend time. I'm sure, sure. I'm pretty sure if they're gonna add a new classes and new races, we're probably not gonna see them for at least another year, or more. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Yoda's race, the unknown race. So our next email came from Taylor, and he says, I am a casual player on Star Wars The Old Republic, but an avid fan. Just can't get enough time to play. I download and listen to your podcast at work, and he likes it. My question is, regarding the professions of Star Wars, what what do you think of it? I am Cybertech. With underworld trading and scavenging, I just can't seem to make any credits off of it. Nothing seems to sell in the trade market, which I think needs to be overhauled, and it takes a ton of credits to upgrade anything and keep the professions going. Is there any chance they will make some changes to the professions of Star Wars to make them more lucrative? What do you think they could change to help this?" Well yeah, if you do your trade skills correctly, then yeah, they're more of a money sink than a money maker until you get to end level. At end level, you can start making end level gear that does sell, and it does sell pretty well right now because a lot of people are get, are coming into their 50s. And mostly what happens with professions, this is what you got to do, okay? This is my little tip for you. Okay, Tyler? What you're going to do is when you're crafting something, you got to craft multiple of the same thing, multiple of it. Take it. Don't try to sell it. Don't do that. Break it down. Mm. Learn the blue quality version. Break that down until you learn the epic quality version then sell the Epic. That's what's going to yeah. make you the money. So that's going to give you more of a diversity within your trade skill. And I have to agree, the trade network is terrible. I'm just waiting for them to open up the API so we can have auctioneer type add-ons that make it a lot easier. So I don't think they're going to change it themselves.
3: Right. I mean, I would like for them to actually adopt a Request 2's trade network or auction house uh, window to where you can filter by class, slot, quality, okay? Um, Abilities, procs, by name, if you know it by name, and so forth. Uh, All we get is a generic listing, and you have to see every piece of armor that you can't use anyway. It'd be nice to be able to restrict, for example, an armor search to, all right, I want medium armor, but I want medium armor that a Sith Marauder can use or a Jedi Sentinel can use. I don't want to see the Jedi Knight, the Jedi Guardian stuff. I'm not interested in that. You know what I mean? I'm not interested in looking at all this useless crap that I can't use. Just help me make it easier for me.
1: Yeah, the trade network uh UI is just it's it's ridiculous. And I don't know I don't know what they were thinking when they put that together, what type of functionality they were thinking was coming out of that, but I mean there's so many other like auction house UIs out there that are just so much better. Like when I saw that that UI to me it looked like they didn't do their homework. Warcrafts for god's sakes. I mean, from day one, Warcraft's UI is infinitely better than than the old Republic one and and Rift as well. Same thing from day one. From day one, Rift's UI for their uh, for the uh,
0: you know the auction house there. Are you kidding? I hated that auction house oh. in Rift. It was horrible. Wow, it's better than the one we've got now in Old Republic. It's the exact same actually. They 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 went to the effort and changed it almost every single patch. Yeah,
1: but at least you could click inside the search bar and type in the item that you want to find and it would come up if it was there. This one in order to activate the search bar you have to do two you know pull down menu uh, filters. And that's just who thought of that?
0: <laughs> come on, that's awful. <laughs> All right, thanks for that email, Taylor. I haven't done, I'm not starting producers emails a week, but you probably would have came close to it right there.
3: All right, our next email, Lou. All right, our next email comes from Chris P. And Chris writes, I wanted this game, but was scared to invest in it. When you told me how good the solo play was, and that was why you got the game, I was sold. I went to Best Buy and got the collector's edition the next day. This game is awesome. I would have missed out on a great game, if not for off the record, and their great gaming wisdom. Thanks to all your listener, Chris P. Um, huh.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're, welcome and be, you're welcome, Chris. He'll be swearing our names when he's sunk in like... Three years of his life away into this game. Curse you, Ivarwin, Lou, Joe, and Mike.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <sighs> all right. Our, net, our last email,
1: Mister Ivarwin. This one comes from Eric. Eric says, "Hi guys. First of all, I want to say love the show. Keep it up. My quick comment is that despite the coolness of the lightsaber and Force ways." which have been most popular among players, I, oddly enough, have found that I lean way more towards the non-Force-using classes. I thought before the game came out that I would go straight for a Sith Warrior, but my main actually is a Republic Trooper, and I'm not as interested in the lightsaber wielders. I know the Force classes have greatly outnumbered the others so far, according to polls, so there's food for thought. I want to even things out
0: go blasters that's not exactly the case um the actual stats is more close than you think actually and it's changing all the time with these games you gotta keep in one in one thing in mind is anytime you release a new mmo people have a straight thing oh this is gonna be really really cool for instance like i hate to bring it up but world of warcraft everyone went to um, alliance and there was a lot of hunters and a lot of druids I mean, to the point where the Alliance was outnumbering the Horde 4 and even 5 to 1 on most servers. And now, in the game's history, the Horde outnumbers the Alliance 3 to 1 in most cases. So, and the classes change depending on the balance. Like, for instance, when they released uh, Dark, or yeah, Death Knights, everyone wanted to do those. There was a fluctuation of Death Knights. They realized that it wasn't really the class for them. They went and tried something else and fell in love with something else, and that's their main. I give it about... 6 months and you're going to see a huge balance in this. Um I know for a fact that I've even tried the blast classes, but I'm one of those guys that has to I pick one character, I stick with it to the end and then I make a new character. And I really want to try a a non-force using class, which is what I'm going to do. Yeah,
1: I totally agree with this. You know, um Joe's 100% right. You always see when something comes out, you know, a big push towards that very popular thing right out of the gate and then it always swings back over. You know, um, you know, you you could definitely see that th- occurring right now. So, you know, it's just the way MMO life is, man. It's the way it goes.
3: <laughs> yeah, you'll see a balance in it eventually. Yeah, yeah, just give it time. The population itself will... It'll right itself, so to speak. It'll balance itself out. As players, I guess, lose their interest or, you know, complete that character, you know, they'll move on to the next one.
0: The actual stats I saw... We're 1.5 to one. So that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty balanced. It's not that bad at all. But right now, if you look at the stats between the Empire versus the Republic, it's five to one, mm-hmm. and hopefully that will change. But uh, all right, we got some shout outs to do really quick. I'm going to thank everyone who sent in an email that did not get their email in. Gray, <coughs> Gray. Um, <laughs> he's in the chat room, complaining that we didn't use his email, but he's sending us love, and we appreciate that. <laughs> All right, so iTunes shout-outs from America. Pie, <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, Taylor, 2468. Eric, P89. That was Captain Pop-Pie, Joe. Captain Pop-Pie, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Captain. Sorry, Captain. <laughs> uh, the UK, Game Master, 619. And in New Zealand, Keenus, Kines. Why do I even do these? You guys should do them from now on. (laughs) I'm going to go with Keenus. Alright, Keenus. Alright, and our final thoughts of this show. I really want Ewoks in the game. That's what I'm saying. And I can't wait to get my Java companion. And my Jedi has a hot wife. Yvarwan, what about you? (laughs) Alright, well, now that Joe has
1: a uh, hot wife (laughs) whose Jedi is a hot wife. (laughs) Don't forget about your presence attribute, guys. Uh, like I said, if you really find that your companion is not, you know, pulling his or her weight, check out the presence. And don't forget about those stems of the medical droids. That one. Yep.
4: Uh, yep. All right. Oh. Well, woo woo and doo doo.
3: That's all <laughs> I got. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, if anyone has a particular topic they'd like for the lore masters to check out, other than you know your server or some other object or thing you've heard about in the Star Wars universe, you know, drop us a line, let us know. You're more than happy to do the research, and you know, we all get to learn something. I already told you, man, you're doing Andor. Well, other than you, Joe. If anybody interested in anything like covered. Either way. You know, by all means, let me know. we will be more than happy. All right,
0: Ivarwin, how to
3: reach us. All right,
1: everything for Star Wars Off the Record, go to our website, starwarsofftherecord.com. Uh, be sure to check out all of our links there. You can find our old episodes as well as links to our other shows on the gaming network. Uh, don't forget about doghousesystems.com as well. Plug, all, plug in the uh, the code off the record, all one word, to get double your memory. Uh, we also do shout outs, guys, uh, for your guild and all that. You can go to uh, starwarsofftherecord.com, You'd, uh, follow our donation button, and we can be more than happy to drop in a mention for your guild, for yourself, you just want to say hi, you know, whatever you got, you know, we appreciate the help. And, uh, you know, I know it's definitely cool to, to hear yourself on this end as well. Anyway, if you want to email us star wars off the record at gmail.com, if you want to reach us on Twitter, you can reach us on the show's Twitter at star Wars O T R. If you want to reach us individually, you can reach Joe at author J R Wilson. Me, Evarwyn, is at Evarwin, E V A R W Y N. If you want to reach Mike, you can reach him at Insane Hero, H I R O. And you can reach Lou via Twitter at Gamerguy11B,
0: G A M E R, Guy11B. Star Wars Out the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production, and I would like to say, may the awesome force be with you and go marry your companion. Take care, guys, and
4: adios and woo-woo.
3: Take care, everyone. See you all next week.
0: Hello. Who's that chick? Don't, 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 don't. Hit
1: me. Hit me. Get your freak on. Uh, get your freak on. What? Get
3: your freak on. <laughs> Yeah each for that. Ever. Forever, ever <laughs> <laughs> ever?
2: Ever? Yeah. Forever, ever ever
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> 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 That's exactly
3: where I was going with
0: it. What the hell, dude? <laughs> Fix it.
3: <laughs> derp derp. Ailer T <laughs> What? My name is Elerty. Well, Joe, go send can up there. No, no. No, no, no. No. Not clean, Mr. Craner. But, will you've got it. No. (laughs) Bore him to
0: death. I will be happy
1: to make you more happy. (laughs) I would just like to let you know, Master, that when I vacuum your ship, you do not hear anything.
2: (laughs) Woo-woo.